Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Jim Was Cancelled, a Buffy podcast. I am Jess. And I am Stosh. And I am Kyle. And I'm Zach, your favorite Buffy, Buffy gaze. And today we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 3, Episode 9, The Wish. The Wish. And we're so excited to have our favorite Buffy gays here with us today. Zach, this is your first time on our podcast. I know. I'm so excited and so happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for being you, here. You forced me to be alone last time. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, on the struggle bus the last time, I think. Well, no, it was during Thanksgiving season, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. That's right. And I was in Boonville when I recorded. I was thinking <laughs> uh, it was a test thing, but that's different. Nor. <laughs> different struggles. Yeah, Kyle, we were we loved having you last time, but we are excited to have both of you this time. But Zach, we are going to put you on the spot as we do with our first time <laughs> guests every time. You may or may not have been prepared. <laughs> but what are your top five favorite TV shows and movies that you like to rewatch or binge watch? All right. Well, this is an easy question for me because I just watched the same like five or six shows over and over again. <laughs> it sure does. Perfect. Um, so uh, obviously Buffy is in there. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Or wait, was I supposed to do a side? <laughs> anyway, I mean, I, sorry, I wasn't paying attention during this time. <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I rewatch Downton Abbey all the time. And I also like <laughs> Six Feet Under, one of my all-time favorite shows. I watched, I've watched that like a hundred times. The Office is just like a, I want to hear noise in the background while I'm doing something show. And so I've done that so many times. I practically have it memorized. And then, let's see. Avatar The Last Airbender. Avatar The Last Airbender is the next up on the list. Yes. That's awesome. I am actually on season three of Downton Abbey. I think it's season three. Ooh. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm enjoying it a lot. So, it's a fun, fun TV show. Oh, man. It's, (laughs) yes, it is. Although there is an episode of season three that I ball like a little baby every single time I see it. Oh, that's good to know. I'll try to prepare myself. I also really like The Office and Avatar. Both great shows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see how this Netflix adaptation of Avatar comes out. Oh, yeah. I am, (laughs) too. I have high hopes for it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like it's going to, I mean, low bar, but it's going to be better than the Shyamalan movie. It's got to be. It's just... There's Anybody. no way it won't be, right? <laughs> right. I feel There's like no you, would, you would have to be trying to make it worse. Exactly. Stosh, do you have any other comments on those shows or anything? Just that they're good. They're good. Yeah, they are good. <laughs> Excellent choices, Zach. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy all of those. Highly recommend listeners who haven't seen any of those. Check them out. No one's ever recommended The Office to you before, I'm sure. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Stosh, did you have any clarifications or corrections from previous episodes? I do not know. Okay, cool. Me either. So yeah, let's launch right into the summary. Unless Kyle has one from his last episode. Oh yeah, I guess Kyle, do you have any clarifications or corrections from the Dark Age? I hope not. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) That was almost a year ago. It was. Time flies, man. It's weird that it's already October, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like in my head, I was like, yeah, you you like guessed it with them like a month ago, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so the episode starts with a demon attacking during the day. The nerf demon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While they're having a picnic. How rude. Yeah, so rude. Also, because I'm playing, we're both playing Baldur's Gate right now. We were like, that demon looks like a mind player. Yes. I had the same thought. 
It's a very illicit looking <laughs> demon. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> but apparently the sweet knife can just kill it, so. Yeah. Right, we need a reminder that there are things that aren't vampires that don't dust when you kill them. Yeah. Their yeah. vulnerabilities include knife. Yes, they are vulnerable to knife. Yes. And <laughs> My one weakness, how did you know? <laughs> and Faith was a no-show. Yeah, <laughs> yep. We haven't seen her in forever. Well, yeah, like... she wasn't in the last episode either. Faith just kind of goes on walkabout. Yeah, she just kind of disappears for episodes at a time. It's okay. Yeah, but we... Eliza is busy. <laughs> You'll know she's back when they have the I'm Faith at the previously on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they have to remind you of her name every time. But I miss her, so hopefully she comes back soon. Fingers crossed. And I have my first quote of the episode in this scene. Where Xander says, I can't stress enough how much I don't have plans. <laughs> and then yeah, my next note is just Xander sucks. <laughs> and he just starts he starts acting like he's the victim in this situation. I know. Yeah. So, well, I really related to not having plans, but everything else was terrible. And right. especially when like she's listening to all his voice messages and it's like, oh, my God, leave her alone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like three yeah. is excessive, and he left her like he says sixty, which seems accurate actually. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. And Willow's excited for school to start, but not for her usual loving schoolness, but because she mm-hmm. wants to tr- get the chance to see Oz. Right. Oh, I, I also I forgot about how Xander tries to turn it around. On like it's sort of jokey, but he's like, they just bust in on us, rescuing us without even knocking. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Like, oh, yeah, forgot you're supposed to knock before rescuing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big part of it. Yeah, but um, then it does switch to Cordelia. Well, I also had a quote in that scene. Oh, did you? Okay. Uh, I had the one you wrote, and also Xander saying, so tell us, wise one, how do you deal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, because Buffy's you... been through it several yeah. times at this point. <laughs> obviously, you ran raised it. Right. Well, you obviously run away to Los Angeles and become a waitress. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It is a form of coping. (laughs) But then it switches to Cordelia and she's setting a picture on fire and cutting it up. And she's clearly been sobbing. Yes. Yeah. She's having a rough time. She's she's struggling. I get it. But it was kind of nice. I mean, it wasn't nice, obviously, but it was it was good to see like how affected she was by the breakup because we've seen the rise and fall of Zandelia and <laughs> we're not alone in how sad we are that it's over. No, it is very right. I feel very very sad for her and I don't know, it feels like the episode tries to like have Xander make some jokes to make you feel a little bit better toward him than you have been, but it's not working on me. Joss Whedon's like, you can't hate my self inserts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we can. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And we do. Pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. I like that they did show her kind of humanity because they could have just kind of left that out and had just the, you know, the bounce back Cordelia. And yeah. you'd have to read more between the lines, but this lets right. you know. Well, and I think it the scene serves a double purpose because I feel like that was her summoning the the fairy person too, not intentionally. Because oh. when Giles does it later, he does a very similar thing. He just adds words to it. The fairy person, yeah, Anya. Yeah. By, maybe she was attracted by this pic- picture burning ritual. Right. Yes. The uh, the just kind of the pain too of it, the like really heightened heightened aspect of it would would be very alluring. To me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, I thought about it when I saw Giles doing it later. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's why she showed up. Yeah, that, I could see it. Because I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, Giles had to summon her. How come she just showed up at the high school knowing Cordelia needed her? So that makes a lot of sense. And then it's the credits. Mm-hmm. And we come back from the credits to see Willow acting kind of weird. And <laughs> we yeah. find out she's stalking Oz's locker. Right. Well, he might need some books out of there. And uh, Amy saw Cordelia at the mall, so Cordelia's already going to come back to school. And she was looking kind of scary. Yes, yeah. I was so excited because even though we don't see Amy this episode, it was fun to have her name dropped. Right. Yeah, it's fun to know she's still in the orbit somewhere. We always love hearing about the old students. Mm-hmm. This because so because we got we're in a point now where we're kind of like past the high school years in our podcast. Yeah, it was really like seeing all the lockers and the stickers and the yeah. decorations and stuff again. Yeah. I, I enjoyed rewatching that and seeing all that stuff. Yeah. All the this wet- is a good episode for that. Cause there's quite a few quote unquote minor characters that make appearances this episode. Yeah. 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 Oh man. I love them when, um, oh, I guess now I'm getting ahead of myself. I was going to say that part where Cordelia pulls up and it's playing that like, she's kind of scary. And then they do like this, this like, intro to cordelia looking quote-unquote kind of scary because she's like in all red and wearing dark makeup and it's like some kind of animal skin that she's wearing it's like snake skin or something that she's wearing yeah yeah it's not i don't think it or leather or something like that yeah something it's kind of giving like if xena was in high school (laughs) yeah which i appreciate looking like 20 years older than everyone else at the school But also still like an ageless vampire, naturally, like in a good... (laughs) And Harmony walks up to her. I don't know if you recognized Harmony, Stosh. I mean, recognized isn't how I'd say it, but I knew who she was and what was (laughs) happening. (laughs) She got a name in a previous episode, so we've seen her a couple of times. Mm -hmm. We have another Cordette with a speaking role. Yes. Yes. And Cordelia is ready to date, so Harmony suggests Jonathan. Oh, was that Jonathan? That was Jonathan. (laughs) I did not recognize him. We have a Jonathan sighting in the the episode. It makes me happy. Yeah, Harmony's been honing her bullying skills since Cordelia hasn't been hanging out with them. And then Jonathan's sitting there with his huge glug. (laughs) Yes. He looks so cute and, like, sad. I know. I know. This it's like Harmony as the bully is like so mean to both of them <laughs> with one fell swoop. Uh huh. Yeah, and it switches yeah. to Willow trying to confront Oz because he finally goes to his locker. He needed them books. Yeah. Ambushes him. And right. What a scene. It was a really good scene. I like. Yeah. It. it hurt me, but I also liked it a lot. No, it was it was really well written. I well okay. So I've been watching. Sorry, I've been watching Sex Education. I don't know if you guys have seen that show on Netflix, Mm-mm. but it's um. It's a show that's basically like about teenagers, like kind of safely exploring different like sexual things and getting used to talking about it. There's all these currents of like, you know, treating people respectfully and stuff, but it's also really funny. So it doesn't feel super preachy all the time. This this gave me that energy of like Oz being like, look, instead of just being like, stay away from me, bitch. And like being an actual emotionally rounded person and being like, look, I get this is hard for you, but um, I need space and you're not respecting that. He said... Look, I'm sorry this is hard for you, but I told you what I need. 
So I can't help feeling like the reason you want to talk is so you can feel better about yourself. That's all I wrote down. Yeah. But it's a great fucking quote. Yeah. Well, and it's true. Like he's not doing it to hurt her. He's not being malicious, but he has what he needs in order to process this. And she can't accept that. So she's trying to push what she needs onto him. But she's the one in the wrong. So she needs to respect what he needs for his process. She's just got to sit with it. Right. Yeah. The worst kind of punishment. Yeah. It's so rough. I also really like that. um, I mean, I've said a lot of times on our show that Willow is my small bean and I love her so much, but it it is really nice to get to have characters that aren't just always perfect and like make mistakes and like fuck up in big ways like this and getting to see them and like feel like, oh, they're really not in the right here. And you like... (laughs) You know, you want to root for them, but then you're also still like, no, you kind of deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. You had that come. Especially when they're teenagers. It's good to see them have to grow and make those mistakes and stuff. Wholeheartedly agree. The only the next thing I have written down is poor Cordelia. (laughs) I feel for her a lot in this episode, just in general. So, yeah, she was clever the way she used the art of perspective to make it look like she was kissing that dude, though. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) A lot of people don't realize that Cordelia really pays attention in art class. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She pays attention in all her classes. We've talked about that. Yes, we did. We did establish that last last episode. That's not out yet. She has layers. (laughs) And I I wrote in my notes that uh, she walks right in front of a It's Time to Donate Blood Again poster. Uh, (laughs) That is high camp. (laughs) I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that there were, like, posters, but I didn't really think through, like, what they might mean. But we did have that. One in season one where Amber went downstairs, I think her name was Amber, went downstairs to smoke and was killed by the nightmare guy. Yeah. And in the background was a poster that said smoking kills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They love that. And uh, I I like spotting all the widespread panic stickers. That's a little game that I play. Uh Uh-huh on ours they it's a band they put stickers in the background from that band all the time like 20 or 30 different times they do it throughout the series yeah i like that you guys do that i remember hearing that when i listen um and then anya's being really nice to cordelia there's a new student that harmony introduces her to named anya and she recognized that her bag was prada yeah so they're like immediately friends yeah (laughs) Anya and And, uh, tells cordelia about this uh this little necklace that her dad gave her yes Mm, right yeah not gucci actually ancient <laughs> yes <laughs> and anya is disparaging about harmony and i have if that girl had an original thought her head would explode which was <laughs> it reminded me of cordelia calling her a sheep in yes in season two <laughs> yeah right staying uh cut from anya and then i think it switches to the bronze and Cordelia's like laying it on thick about how much fun she's having flirting with guys and Xander tries to like do it back and Buffy and Willow are like no <laughs> we're, we're Buff- on Cordelia's side even though we support right. you yeah Buffy is like I, this is kind of weird you know right. oh I forgot to mention last scene that I like I do like how Anya was already trying to be like don't you kind of wish and Cordelia's like no I don't wish I act yes, <laughs> oh, yes. and you can and see then- Anya's face getting frustrated yeah like, ah, shit. <laughs> but yeah, now we're here with Supporto Gal. And Xander does this big speech about not having a guilt of Palooza. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Xander. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's nice to have Buffy point out, too. She's like, I don't like us versus Cordelia. I don't think that's cool. Right. Yeah. And especially because she's kind of, she's in the right. Yeah. Yep. And Buffy gets up to go get them chocolate from the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, Xander puts his hand on Willow's, and she sets some boundaries. Yes, good for Willow. Yeah. But then while she, she's in line, Buffy notices Cordelia in pain, and she leaves. So Buffy runs and tries to like be there for her. Um, real quick, I was stupid during this. Oh. And I noticed she kept holding her stomach, and I forgot that she got impaled. <laughs> So I was like, this li- this Anya chick's doing something evil to her stomach. What is it? <laughs> well, and it's also like they just kind of try to gloss over it so that they can get her back into the show. And they just kind of don't address that she literally was impaled all the way through her body by a piece <laughs> of rebar. Yeah. Yep. And fell on it from a height. Yes. Harmony so. does mention that she's been out of school for a week, though, because she was like, yeah. good job faking that injury. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, oh, it's real. <laughs> like, what a weird thing to, <laughs> that would be really elaborate to lie about. Right, exactly. I fell onto a giant piece of rebar. But yeah, um, I, I didn't even notice her grabbing the stomach. That's a really cool catch. I, uh, I'm yeah. going to go back and pay t- more attention to that. Through all these scenes, she just like always had one of her hands on it, like it was hurting. Yeah, I um, I like I like how when they go out in the alley here in this conversation, it's kind of like a reverse of her when she was bad conversation. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. Yeah, and they so, so instead this time, <laughs> Bobby's not really trying to advise Cordelia so much as like check on her, I guess, not telling her to spank her in her moppet or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is a really good reverse, and it is an interesting perspective because even though Cordelia was like, "I'm gonna give you some advice," like she was doing it, I think, in her first attempt to kind of be there for Buffy. Yeah, right, definitely. And that was that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, but of course, this one is ruined by a vampire. Yes, Cordelia is <laughs> the silent victim of a vampire attack. <laughs> right, she gets pushed into the trash. And then she has the whole, like, why do I get impaled? Why do I get bitten by snakes? <laughs> yeah. And uh, this just occurred to me just now, but I was like, oh, it is sort of similar. That's how she's sort of similar to Xander. Uh-huh. <laughs> because he frequently gets mad about, like, why do I get to go on a date with the creepy praying mantis teacher? Right. Yeah, stuff like that. Have all the, uh, I can't remember what all things I can mention. All that stuff happened to me. Yes. <laughs> you and bug people, Xander. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so then it immediately they do like an interesting directing cut scene where it goes from her yelling at Buffy to her complaining to Anya about Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is really fun. And, you know, she makes sort of like a, a logical leap that kind of makes a little bit of sense, which is like, if Buffy weren't here, none of this would have happened. Right. Mm-hmm. She's not wrong. Xander was not <laughs> someone she would have looked at twice if Buffy hadn't come to Sunnydale. And decided to be friends with Willow over her. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Marginally increased his coolness. Yeah. Then we get the wish and the uh, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was not ready for that. <laughs> Were you surprised when Anya became a, a demon? Sort of. I mean, like, I figured she was going to be the villain somehow. Yeah. But I just hear wasn't that. ready for her to transform and grant the wish. <laughs> yeah. Be all and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, that that is a, a. I'm trying to think back to the first time I watched it, which was forever ago, but it was very like whoa. Yeah, and then she grants the wish. My first thought was, okay, how is anyone even alive in this reality? Right. right. Yeah, and like half the school at least. I guess the master's been busy with his factory 
uh, construction or something. Yeah. So he could let a few people live. <laughs> wow. Right. <laughs> they did do a good job of making it feel way less populated, though. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. And we're now we're in the Wishverse. For whatever reason, my comment or my note here is just, oh, Cordelia. But I don't remember <laughs> like, what she said that made me say that. Uh, was, is it because when she was like, oh, she was like a good fairy. Oh, she yeah. Just d- doesn't realize how terrible this is. <laughs> a scary, veiny, good fairy. Yes. Yeah. And like, I like her weird little laugh that she does when she runs off. She's like, she goes, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and then she goes over to Harmony and she, she tells her that, Cord- that Willow and Xander are dead. Right. And there's all these little things like, like Stosh said, instantly the courtyard is deserted. Everyone's wearing black and gray. There's garlic on the lockers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I missed that detail. And like everybody has a cross on. Yeah. And like they're all like running everywhere to get wherever they can, presumably home. Yeah. They're like, let's go. Yeah. Everyone else is gone by the time Cordelia gets to the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. And students aren't allowed to drive. That one I'm not sure I understand. (laughs) Yeah, I'm guessing it's so, I don't know, maybe so that they can't, like, leave their houses or something at night? I don't I don't get it. Or maybe it's, like, because of traffic? I would just think yeah. they would want them to be able to drive so they can hurry up and get home from school. Yeah, that's what I would think, too, but, well, this is Bizarro Land. As someone who did work in the school system, quite frequently, rules are created with an idea in mind and then actually make the problem worse. Yes. <laughs> I believe that. Oh, and we can't ignore uh, Cordelia being casually racist to this custodian who is fluent in English. <laughs> yeah. It immediately is like, what did you do with my car? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, Cordelia. <laughs> uh, we did miss a quote I wrote down when she was talking to Harmony because they brought up that curfew was happening and she was like, well, let's go to LeBron's. And they all gave her that look and she said, oh, the bronze isn't cool in this reality. I've got to make these little adjustments. <laughs> oh, I love how Harmony uh, said she was wearing a come bite me outfit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everybody's wearing like taupe, basically. Yes. <laughs> and she's the only one in a color uh, besides like khaki. And yeah, no, very good. And, and the, when the, I liked to, when the teacher dismissed them, I forgot to say it. He's like the monthly memorial today uh, or is tomorrow. Bye. Yeah. yeah so there's no class. <laughs> Yeah, because they have to every month have them just stop to have a memorial for all the memorial for all the dead people. Yeah, yeah. It's like I feel like even if I didn't have a lot of money, I'd just kind of leave this town. Right. But I guess this kind of thing is probably happening all over the world. Well, yeah. no, because Buffy like shows up from being in Cleveland, and she's like, "What's going on here?" Later on. <laughs> well, I got the vibe that she was like, "Why do you feel like this is more important than what I have going on other places?" Yeah. So right. it's true. So it could be that it's like this everywhere. Yeah, that's true. The reality where the ma- the harvest happens and all those people get eaten at the bronze in episode two. And so the master has been like at full power for two years now. That's true. These scenes were very choppy and like quick for me. So I don't know that I have like something written for every single one of them. The next thing I have is Cordelia walking in the dark alone. Oh, yeah. That's the next and thing this, I have, too. In this sequence is uh, something that is interesting uh, and is um, revisited of her walking through the town. Not her specifically. But like a but person. A, oh, yeah. People walking down the streets of Sunnydale. Well, yeah. Like this. It's been Sorry. kind of recurring because like 
the student that Buffy knew in season two that Angel kills, whose name I'm blanking on, but she's like, Angel sends his love as a vampire. She was walking Uh through the dark alone when Angel, like, runs into her and stuff. Like, Sunnydale's not a place where you want to walk through the dark alone unless you're Buffy. (laughs) Yeah. Especially not Wish versus Sunnydale. That's true. That's and even worse. so Cordelia really does not get it when Xander shows up and she's like, Harmony told me you were dead. And he's like, Where'd you, why would she say that? And <laughs> Cordelia doesn't get it. And she like right. admits that she needs Buffy, which is really fun for me. And she does it really quick. She's like, okay, I've had my five minutes in this universe and I can already tell that Buffy needed to come here. <laughs> yeah, I, I also, I was really distracted by um, Wish First Xander's sparkly necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Kept going to it and uh, it just made me chuckle every time. But yeah, I like how she's like, somebody said you were dead. And he's like, now why would they say that? Let's think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's clearly not thinking things through because I feel like Cordelia normally would immediately be like, you're not acting like Xander does. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, she's too distracted. Well, she is in an alternate universe, so it, like, I'm sure a lot of people are acting different. That's true, too. Sure, that would make sense. For sure. And nobody ever seems to realize somebody's a vampire till it's too late. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that we get that here. But, yeah, I... <laughs> Then we we meet Vampire Willow. Yes, and we get one of my favorite quotes from this episode. Bored now. (laughs) And uh, I love how Cordelia's like, I wish us into Bizarro World and you guys are still together. Yeah, I I loved that. (laughs) Because she doesn't... really fucking goes through it in this episode. She does. She literally Because she doesn't, like, not want... It's not that she doesn't want... Like, she should have wished... That she didn't have feelings for Xander anymore or something like that. Because in theory, Xander and Willow would have gotten together eventually without Buffy because Willow had a crush on him at that point in time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and they were friends either way. So like they were close. Yeah. Regardless of Buffy. Exactly. But so yeah. vampire Xander tries to eat Cordelia and she's rescued by Giles and Oz with Larry. Larry. Larry Bear. <laughs> and some girl. There's just some girl there. Yeah. Larry. Yes. Her, na- her name is Nancy. We did learn that later. Maybe they're like a, it's like a surrogate Scoobies. Yeah. His job. Gi- yeah. That's the vibe Buffy, I get. Buffy, uh, Xander and Willow before. Uh-huh. Xander does call them something. Did you pick up on what he called them? He called them the white hats. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I noticed he said it. It's like a term from old Western movies. It's the black hats and the white hats, and the white hats are the good people, and the black hats are the bad people. Right. Oh. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. the colors of their cowboy hats. They. Yeah. Uh, they said. I think they mentioned it in Lie to Me is in season two, right? Yes. Yeah. It is. Where Oz is, or uh, at the end, Giles is. Oh like, yeah. And the bad guys are always easily discernible by their lo- discernible by their large black hats. Yeah. Mm. So, okay. that. The, other, the other side of that. You could be forgiven for thinking he was talking about witches, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then evil Xander and Willow go to the bronze where the master is. Yeah. I love that. That's uh-huh. his base. The bronze. Yeah. Like he rises <laughs> yeah. to power and he's like, "I'm just gonna take over this fucking bar." <laughs> like. <laughs> Yep. Build my throne here. <laughs> yeah, 
Exactly. Like, presumably, he, like, just went straight there after the harvest happened and was like, I'm just going to stay here. Well, I guess Luke and Darla just died or something. Yeah. yeah they're what the they're fuck to them? absent. <laughs> yeah. He's off somewhere else. But there's talking like this. <laughs> um, I might be misremembering, but did, didn't the master have to kill Buffy to escape his, like... So, in... In the very second episode of the show, they're doing this like ritual thing called the harvest. Oh, right. And that's the first thing that's supposed to bring him to like full power. But Buffy thwarts that. And so that's why the prophecy in the end of season one happens where he has to feed off of her. Oh, so okay. He, nev- yeah, he never had to do that because the harvest happened. Okay, right. gotcha. Cool. I was missing that. But that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I was actually. I was just actually reading something on Reddit the other day where someone was confused about that. So I had that locked and loaded. You know what actually would... Like, this episode is great, but it actually would have been really cool if it was Vampire Willow and Jesse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, if he came back in some way. It bothered me that he hadn't... Like, that he wasn't there. Because I brought this up in our last recording. Like, everyone just conveniently forgot about Jesse. And, like, they never bring him up again. But, like, for... The like show, he should have at least made some appearances, or so they should have been like, "Hey, remember Jesse?" <laughs> like a couple right. of times, you know. But I will say, Eric Balfour, the actor that plays him, like sometime in these intervening three years, just looks like a completely different person. <laughs> uh, the, so maybe that's why they didn't have him on. But like he was on Six Feet Under actually around this time. Oh, uh-huh. Really. And he does not look like Jesse at all. But they, I mean, that. they could have like had him in full vamp face the whole time, or like got a lookalike actor to like play him in vamp face or something. I don't know. It was just. It was a missed opportunity for sure. Yeah, I'm guessing they thought about it, and he was busy, and they didn't want to recast him. Right. Or they were like, or Let's they just, just didn't even it. think about it. Yeah, like everyone conveniently has forgotten Jesse completely. Yeah, it's not like they ever mention him. So yeah. <laughs> like xander's best friend in the first episode and he's like oh well he's dead <laughs> yeah we must never speak of him ever again even in alternate realities <laughs> right. right yeah we just give xander a lingering hatred of vampires well like what must have happened is xander because xander accidentally staked him in episode two of the harvest so maybe he went there accidentally staked jesse and then got turned into a vampire Ooh, yeah could be could be so makes sense to me. Or you could just say that like Giles and Oz and their team ha- happened to be able to kill Jesse because pr- presumably Jesse would be the one who would like bother to turn Xander and Willow into vampires instead of just having them be food. Yeah. Or maybe without Buffy's intervention that first night at the bronze, they just killed Jesse and turned Xander and Willow into vampires right there before the harvest even happened. That's true, too. Oh, yeah, because Jesse was going to be food, and then he got elevated into being bait for the Slayer, and that's when they turned him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Okay. But, yeah, we never talked about missing Jesse on our episode. (laughs) That's an interesting thought. Yeah. But the important thing is, Larry's a good guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was very excited to see Larry back, because we haven't seen him since... Season three, episode one, when he was like, as long as we don't have as many mysterious deaths this year, we're going to (laughs) rule. Dream on, Larry. (laughs) Uh, But then Willow and Xander tell the master that Cordelia was talking about Buffy. And he was like, the Slayer? 
<laughs> yes. We better kill her before she summons the Slayer here. And Willow's just like, well, they had crosses. <laughs> I like Xander's line where he's like, somebody has to call her people. That name is striking fear in nobody's hearts. Yes, <laughs> making fun of the name again. <laughs> they gotta go get Cordelia. And she's at... She's, she's in, with the Giles library. in the library. Yeah. yeah. And she wakes up and gives Giles an info dump on. Yes. Um, she like she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, all the important information you need to know before I die. Right. <laughs> and then is immediately eaten by Xander and Willow. But Giles isn't. I feel like they would have killed both of them. They wouldn't have just locked him in a cage. But I guess they're well, trying to. Like, oh, he already had the cross in his hand, so they might have viewed him as more of a threat. And she was unarmed. He was inside a cage filled with weapons. weapons. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He. uh, I. I do really like the Giles being like, "All right, now start again. Explain everything very clearly." And Vampire (laughs) Will is like, "You're in a big cage." (laughs) (laughs) And this Uh, this whole sequence is like really gruesome and like flips the tone of the episode completely over. Right. Because you're like, "Oh shit, Cordelia just fucking died." And you get that. I don't know what. name of it is but that like dolly spin around shot of them yeah. drinking cordelia's blood and the music they really so, make like, you take it in yeah but i do like, like that. that even as a vampire willow does everything giles tells her to <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> oh man um my note here just says gotta love how bad guys can be competent in alternate realities <laughs> yeah yeah, that's that's the whole point of the alternate reality, right? To just see what would happen if they could actually do their job. Yes, this yeah. this episode like a fanfic. Yeah. yeah. Like if they if they didn't have the stormtrooper blaster aim. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Giles gets out and Oz that's when Oz and Larry show up. Nancy's now dead, so they can get rid of that <laughs> random person. Like they, did they need her in the first place? I don't know. She you does know, specifically say, like, everyone knows vampires are attracted to bright colors when they, like, first get Cordelia, which I don't know that that's a real thing, but... It definitely <laughs> has never come up in this show before. <laughs> I mean, and uh, it seems like kind of like one of those uh, urban myths or something that would pop well, up I like, mean, if I could it was see, a real problem. Like, if you were out at night, it would be easier to see a bright color than a dark color. Right. But I don't know. It just sounds like one of those things that people make up. Right, it does. Things. Like an, an urban legend or something. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Nancy was just there to be like, to have like the alt Scoobies. Yeah. With Giles. He's like, no matter what, Giles is going to end up hanging out with teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> but then Giles has Oz and Larry take Cordelia's body to the incinerator. Real casually, yes, too. <laughs> I'd, well, they got to do this all the time. They can't yeah. have people turn it into vampires. They yep. incinerate people on the daily. It's like Game of Thrones season one. Mm-hmm. But quick, before you take her, let me see this necklace. Right, how convenient. Although, if they had let them incinerate the necklace, maybe it would have ended quicker. Well, true. Well, Bad I'm idea. not sure, though, because he had the necklace, but then when he summoned Anya, she was wearing a necklace. So was she wearing the same necklace? Yeah, true. I think Cordelia's was like a copy or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's very strange. But he needed it so that he could look up what demon she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, right. I wonder hey. if that necklace is in the same book the Ring of the Three was in. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they do use that book a lot, I think. <laughs> and then Willow and Xander go report that Cordelia's dead and the master's happy. 
So he tells he's Willow ha- she can play with the puppy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. While he's having blood espresso. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is where we get our call about Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> Just, Giles calls Buffy's quote unquote watcher, who is not even with her, and tells him right? that he needs her to come to Sunnydale if the watcher ever sees her again. <laughs> right. So we can imagine in this alternate universe, the Watcher was like, I'm going to be very strict with Buffy no matter what. And so she was like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Right, exactly. So they clashed too much. Or maybe she's still with Merrick and she got mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I have again until we switch to Willow actually playing with the puppy. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Puppy play, that's what I call this scene. And this is this is where I was like, this is how you know Xander is a vampire for sure, because human Xander would never just like sit around and watch this happen and be so cool about it. Mm. No, he'd be way too happy that it was happening. <laughs> yeah. Either that either either he'd be like, Oh yay, Angel's being tortured, or like jealous that Willow's having fun with another man. Mm. Probably both. And he'd just be yes. freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> and angry about what it was doing to his penis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh, and there's this shot of Willow licking Angel's face. Yeah, his neck. What is it? Oh, the the makeup in this, I I wrote it's giving me whatever happened to Baby Jane. <laughs> uh, that uh, movie with Joan Crawford and uh, Betty Davis. And it's super creepy. <laughs> that sounds creepy. I just have written here, David gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, he's there for... He's getting that money to have those chest bubbles. He's not too unlike the way that like he came back to Earth, like that condition. He was all feral and stuff. And, yeah, uh, a little bit nuts. I mean, he's, not, he's not feral here, but like plus he's not naked. He's not naked. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, I see what you're saying. He doesn't seem to have his wits about him from being tortured all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The uh, Xander comes in and like throws a match on him or something. She's like, "You almost got my hair." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then she puts a match on him. <laughs> well, because she's careful of her hair. Yeah. Once again, kinky vampire torture scene. <laughs> Where have we seen this before? <laughs> Specifically with Angel. It was Drusilla yeah. and Angel last time. He gets a multicolored chest a lot. <laughs> Dean was walking by during the scene, and he looks at me. He's like, "That's how you make a good character really evil." <laughs> <laughs> torture also they're in there make sure to have them compare the person they're torturing to a puppy right oh, yeah. yeah i don't know why i liked that so much <laughs> well I, I do feel like it plays a little bit into like both the psychoticness of vampire willow but also the kinky <laughs> aspect yeah. right it's really it's uh, uh, the word choice is very fun uh, uh-huh. oh it's I think now Giles is, uh, after that, Giles is researching on Yanka. Yes, he figures out where the necklace comes from. <laughs> and my, my next quote is, the entire world sucks because some dits made a wish. <laughs> Way to sum Larry. up the episode, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not could, entirely good. That could just be the Netflix summary. For the <laughs> some dead dits made a wish. The entire world sucks. Oh, excuse because me. Because some dead dits made a wish. So there, then they... He sends them out to do something, right? What is he? Doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he sends them to find someone, right? Because I just have watch your back as something that I guess somebody said. Yeah, it's not really important. They don't come back. So. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> like, I have to do more research on Anyanka. You guys go do 
something or other. Go get Buffy or something. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it, I feel like he sent them to find a person. Yeah. Well, then he kind of goes off on his own. Oh yeah, and he saves like a whole paddy wagon full of people. Yeah. Hauled <laughs> yeah. up to the factory, I guess. And he is attacked by like five vampires but before they can get to him he's rescued by a very grumpy buffy summers yep. grumpy buffy a grumpy <laughs> buffy summers whose uh eyeliner game never moved out of the 80s <laughs> she's got a scar on her mouth yeah yeah was, yeah she's been through some shit and she's not as fashionable as normal no True. yeah she's somewhere between faith and kendra in her <laughs> right fashion right now maybe mr zabuto is her watcher Maybe. He's all strict. And, and then they go she... to Giles's apartment and they're arguing and Buffy's like, whatever, the world sucks. It's just the way it is. And <laughs> Giles is like, I have to believe in a better world. <laughs> and she and... says, well, I have to live in this one. Yeah. And Giles like casually mentions the master and Buffy's like, where is he? I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's very confident. He's like, you know where he's at? Nobody's ever tried to take him out. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, she's very derisive to to Giles in this reality. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it seems like a few Molotov cocktails in the daytime and maybe problem solved. Yeah, <laughs> just burn that <laughs> down. Anyway, yeah. Th- <laughs> I also laugh because she, like, she like, does a spit shine on her shoe or something. Yes. She's just kind of become like farmhand Buffy. She's very like rugged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of wish she had a southern accent. <laughs> that also wouldn't have made any sense. I know. It just would have made me laugh. <laughs> and then it switches to the factory, right? Yeah. Yeah, or the the, the bronze. Yeah, the bronze specifically. And the master's like giving this big speech about his new plan. And he's like, to people who don't agree with me, I say, well, I don't say anything to them because I kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. I see what happened. Before that, I think Buffy goes to see Angel, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. She goes to the club and and everyone's gone and she finds the puppy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, you're kidding me when she figures out he's a vampire. And (laughs) then... He's like talking about his destiny and everything. She's yeah. like, is this a kid in my pants thing? <laughs> yeah, this Buffy is not interested in this angel. No. Yeah, they, they do not have the spark. But she frees him anyway because she sees all of his scars and can tell he wants the master dead. Right. Because yeah. he like recoils at her cross and she's like, you've got to be fucking kidding me about this shit. <laughs> and that's when we get the master proselytizing. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And he's like, well, I don't say anything to them because I killed them. I like the line where he talks about uh, the hunt and everything. He's like, titillating? Yes. Practical? No. <laughs> oh, I do like that. He's like, those plebeian humans brought us a truly demonic concept. Mass production. <laughs> <laughs> Just more of uh, Joss Sweden being a communist. Yes. Or at least um, pro-worker, sort of. Right. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Kinda in a roundabout way. Just like an Anne, the uh, whole uh, <laughs> the whole hammer and sickle thing. Right. Yeah. Labor is hell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and uh, he, they still have... have to hunt to get that machine to work. Well, right. they just right. pick one out of a pen. <laughs> yeah, but they have to go get them into that pen. That's true. <laughs> he didn't yeah, remove vamp- hunting from the equation at all. <laughs> Unless they just like force them to procreate in the pen. 
I, I was going to say they need the machine for that. That's true. Somehow they skipped agriculture and went straight into production. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. This isn't how you do industrial revolution vampires. Right. They lived in the agricultural stage for too long. <laughs> well, They're and like, it kind of like switches back and forth between like this scene and Giles summoning Anya. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of cutting back and forth. You have any idea what I do to a man who uses that spell to summon me? <laughs> <laughs> the next quote I have is, she's al- still alive, you see, for the freshness. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we have a, a tap on the blood keg Yep. to uh, pour it into a wine glass. And apparently that's all of her blood. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I w- I'm not surprised. They stuck her in like eight places. <laughs> right. Well, I think that there were like eight different taps. Mm-hmm. So you like they just did wine glass a wine glass out of one of them. I yeah, I just filled the blood keg. For, yeah, so they can have a blood kegger. <laughs> and uh, we cut back to it's Buffy, right, and Angel, and he's like, "What's the plan?" And she's like, "Don't fall on the stake. Yes. <laughs> Don't fall on this," and pulls out a stake. <laughs> so current Buffy is all action, or wish first Buffy is all action, no planning. Yes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which isn't that far off from like regular Buffy. Regular Buffy. It's not. <laughs> she she just, just doesn't have the the friends pumping the brakes of like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah what, exactly. What about the rest of the note that said this is obviously a trap? Yes. <laughs> and then chaos ensues. There's Giles is fighting Anya, while Buffy and Angel free the humans, and Oz is there, and Larry they're in the pen with the other humans. Yes. So when they let those humans out, chaos ensues, and they all start fighting vampires while Giles is fighting Anya. Angel gets dusted. In slow-mo. In slow-mo. Yeah, we get the very, the whole like bleak end part where Anya gives her speech, and she's like, this is the real world now. Isn't right. it wonderful? And it's playing that like kind of sad music, and there's the slow-mo fighting and everything. Yeah. And vampire say- Xander dies. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, we see one by one all the Scoobies are like dying. Yeah. Like, like in a very poetic way, Oz kills Willow. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, well, Larry and Oz together. But and uh, I love so Anya's necklace like glows, and Giles takes it and hits her and like goes to smash it. And this is one thing I say all the time. Anya says, "You trusting fool." Right. And I am constantly saying that just around the apartment. <laughs> Because then and she says, how do you know the other world is so much or is better than this one? And Giles says, because it has to be. <laughs> yes. She's like, Very dramatic. If- Zach will be like, uh, oh, I'm sure these leftovers are, are okay. It's been a couple weeks. And I'll say, you trusting fool. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. <laughs> and, uh, and then we very slowly see the master snap Buffy's neck. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, what's happening? That was the, the Pergamum Codex prophecy coming true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they include that in there because they very well could have like just stopped mid fight or something. But mm-hmm. like this is how important it is that Buffy met all these people. Right. Yeah. And then Giles smashes the necklace and it rewinds time back to Cordelia making that wish. And she's got a bunch of follow up wishes. She sure does. <laughs> yes. Nani tries right. to grant all of them. <laughs> None of them work. <laughs> like Done. What the fuck? <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Sure is. What'd you think of this episode, Stosh? I liked it. Yeah. It was fine. I didn't love it, I guess. But I really think it's a very popular favorite episode. 
for some people. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy this one. It's a good one. I, w- I did like getting a Cordy-centric episode. Yeah, well, until she died halfway yeah. through. <laughs> oh, cool, a Cordelia episode. really surprised they killed her. Yeah, I, well, I like that, though, because they do definitely present it as a Cordy-centric episode, yeah. and then she just dies. Yeah. yeah. Not only does she die, but they rewind time so that she doesn't learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Just so they could have a joke at the end. Yes. I, yeah, I never thought about that. <laughs> she doesn't learn anything at all from it. Well, let's jump right into the pop quiz then. Sounds good to me. All right. Question number one. What would you wish for if you were Cordelia? I don't know. <laughs> she didn't really know she had a wish. <laughs> I would wish that instead of me being impaled on rebar, it was Xander. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's a good one. Why do I get impaled? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think like Cordelia, not me. I was like, I would wish that Xander had more emotional range. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I she pro- I feel like if if she had just started with the like wishing Willow wakes up with monkey hair or something, right? <laughs> that would have been an interesting episode. Uh huh. Even just, I wish Xander had not cheated on me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. Solid. Yeah, I think it, I think I wish I never had feelings for Xander Harris in the first place. Would have been a like. Solid one. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Question number two. Which of the minor characters was your favorite this episode? And just to remind you, your options are Harmony, Jonathan, Larry. I'm going to give I, Amy in there because she gets mentioned. Or Nancy. Or Nancy. <laughs> I, I got to say, uh, I got to say Jonathan just because he's so pathetic and sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jonathan. And it, with his huge, his huge glug. <laughs> Oh man, I, I it's interesting to me having Larry be in the know about things, uh huh, supernatural and like actually helping and not being gross, right? So I'm gonna say Larry. Well, you know, when you come out as gay, you immediately become a good person. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Immediate sainthood. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go with Harmony because she's the only one I really noticed. The only one really noticed. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always Har- pick Jonathan. Anytime there's a Jonathan sighting, I get super happy. So. Yep. Oh yeah, very good choices. I- <laughs> Every time I see Harmony on screen, I think about her in the Adams Family movie. <laughs> yes. And I'll she, play the victim. All your life. Well, there's that one because she's in both of the first two. Oh. In the first one, she tries to sell them Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and uh, Christina Ricci, Wednesday, and Pugsley are having a, a, a lemonade stand. And she's like, is your lemonade stand made with real lemons? And then Wednesday's like, are your cookies made with real Girl Scouts? <laughs> All right, Stash. Yeah. This one is not really pertaining to this episode, but we've asked it a few times and I'm curious. What's Buffy's address? Fuck. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember either. Wait, okay. I know it has a 13 in it and Ravello Drive. It's 1630 Ravello Drive. Oh, oh that's right. I was going to say 1316. Okay, so 1630 yeah. Ravello. Okay. We got to lock that away for Buffy trivia. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to yes, pop up please. again. <laughs> and then the last uh, question. What's the most 90s thing you noticed? Uh, Zach and Kyle, do you have yours? For me, <laughs> I know I kind of said it was 80s, but I feel like it's like early 90s too. Buffy, uh, uh, Wish vs. Buffy's eyeshadow. Yeah. It was like super, oh, yeah. super dark. Uh, on Drag Race, they would call those garage doors. <laughs> so that's it for me. I can't think of anything in particular that I noticed. 
Mine was Cordelia's answering machine, just <laughs> off and reading her message after message after message. Oh, there you go. That's Very a good much. one. Oh, if it if it were if Taylor Swift had happened already, then they would be like, "Well, the picture burning thing is so overdone." Yeah. Right. I definitely I, did like have here. Taylor Swift's picture to burn in my head while yeah. I was like watching Cordelia burn those photos. I've never actually burned any photos like that personally. So I actually yeah. have. Have you? That doesn't surprise me. You did once. It was more of a catharsis thing than a like anger thing. Yeah. But I uh I'm too scared of fire. <laughs> well, I lived out in the woods. There were lots of places I could <laughs> Little. Uh, the answering machine thing is really funny. Um, in particular, I just watched a video about the new features in iOS 17, and the guy was like, it'll transcribe your voicemail in real time, and you can actually interrupt it. And he's like, a lot of you may not know this, but you used to be able to, like, when someone was calling you and leaving a voicemail, you could pick up the phone and interrupt it. And I was like, huh, I never considered people not having that knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my 90s thing, I feel like Cordelia's red outfit felt very 90s to me. And the way her hair was up was a very 90s oh, yeah. hairstyle. Very true. Per but I think, and I all that... Yes, exactly. I think it's highly exacerbated again by the. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was a very like '90s TV show editing choice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. People really liked Bad to the Bone in the '90s. <laughs> yes, that is true. It's <laughs> very true. Yeah, it was a big deal. And that's uh, that's our pop quiz for the day. I kind of so. forgot how much that song was around in the '90s, but it was <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I feel like we had a Halloween ornament that sang it that was like a skeleton. <laughs> well, we will move on to character development. So our returning characters in order of appearance are Buffy, Willow, Xander, Cordelia, Harmony, Jonathan, Oz, Giles, Larry, and the Master. And then our new characters. Oh, and the puppy. The puppy is also a returning character. <laughs> <laughs> and then Anya, John Lee, and Nancy were our new characters. Who was John Lee? The guy Cordelia pretended to kiss in front of Xander. Oh, and oh. then okay. when yeah. she was first pulled into the alternate reality, he asked her, he out. Asked her to the winter brunch. Because <laughs> they can't have dances after dark. <laughs> yeah. it's, wait, is Nancy the girl that Angel kills? No, no Nancy? No. In, uh, in season two? No. Oh, it's That's else. not the same person. Okay, okay. That's a, that would have been fun, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I just remember her having really big curly hair. Mm -hmm. Her name is Teresa. Teresa. Yes. There we go. Just came flooding back. Yeah. Much like Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, all right. Are we talking characters? Obviously, none of them, like, developed this episode because everything that we saw didn't really happen for the most part. However, I do think this was a really big character episode because we got to see these characters in like a different perspective. Like Buffy specifically, yes. we really get to see how much she needs Giles and Willow and Xander because without them, she loses a lot of who she is as a person. And she I agree. Just becomes it's, all definitely, it's definitely biggest for Buffy and for Giles. Yeah, it's sort of, it's not so much like character development as like character highlighting. Yeah. yeah like, like, 
hey, this is what would have happened yeah. because of the way they are as a person. In this Marvel What If episode. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> right. Which I'm sure Giles got that from, or not Giles, uh, Joss Whedon got that from, from all his Marvel shit that he's into. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, um, it's it's just really interesting seeing too, even how like the master is a little bit subtly different. I mean, he's still like his mastery vaudeville villain self. Yes. But like without having had any obstacles. <laughs> I love, well, my favorite thing is that like he's very pragmatic because mm-hmm. like, you know, in season one, he's very like religious and like uh, hug, I hug this cross and fear cannot stop me and blah blah Mm -hmm. blah and he's very like archaic right like in the two years since he has risen he's like come to be into mass production (laughs) yeah right yeah he's the he's the apple of vampires the apple of vampires like itunes oh okay i was like what are you talking (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were like making a garden of eden reference or something i was like what does that mean i was getting really deep and literary (laughs) No, uh, he's, he's he's their Steve Jobs. He's sitting yes. there in a high-necked black outfit presenting new technology, is he not? Uh, yeah, that's for you. Let's see what you did there. <laughs> he's the Henry Ford of vampires. Like, uh, what, 10 years before the iPhone came out? There was like that. What did you think uh, of Evil Willow and Xander Stosh? I thought they were fun. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Evil Willow was very good looking. <laughs> yeah. Her her slightly messier hair than normal. Yeah. And her corset. And, uh, and... Oh, yeah. The corset outfit. And, oh, we didn't even talk about the outfit. And, oh, look at those. <laughs> Sorry. I was talking about her booth. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> she's looking pretty good. I'm sure like many, many uh, a youth in the 90s and 2000s had a great time alone in their bedroom with like that on pause. I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean, not a lot of people had access to the pause button. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they would have had to record it on VHS, yep. which is what I did with Charmed. <laughs> That's what but, I did uh, with Buffy, too, actually. <laughs> I did that with yeah. Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my cousin did that, too. We watched all Sailor Moon. It was but yeah. nice to see that Oz would have been helping Giles, even without Willow in the equation. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's like I feel like Oz would have been aware enough and like kind of intelligent enough to understand the danger right more than like your average joe oh oz never would have turned into a werewolf would that's not true have? well his cousin jordy might have still bit him that's what i, I was could. thinking yeah that didn't really have anything to do with buffy well but think. what if his cousin jordy got eaten by a vampire or like, or like because <laughs> of the vampire curfew you're not allowed to visit extended relatives anymore oh uh yeah good point he could have just possible. been a regular Oz. They didn't really specify one way or the other. So yeah. This is yeah. all conjecture. Yeah, right. That would have been kind of interesting, though. if they had, Even if he had just had like a throwaway line, like, calm down, buddy, I'm not a monster or a werewolf or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Couldn't have worked that in and made it sound natural. Anymore. Right. <laughs> I don't really have... I mean, the rest of the characters kind of just were... Harmony developed into a better bully. Well, yeah, <laughs> she, she was different than she had been in previous episodes. Yeah, well, Wishverse Harmony, I guess, was less worried about being mean to people and more worried about survival. Yeah. Weird how an apocalypse will do that to you. <laughs> right. Uh, everybody was in their very conservative uh, buns and things. <laughs> yeah. Which I would think would be worse because then it exposes your neck. Oh, perhaps. I definitely thought there'd be more turtlenecks. <laughs> right? Seems like that would be a much much more of a fashion statement. Yeah, that's a great point. I never even thought of that. 
I'd rather look good than feel alive. Cordelia, anyway. <laughs> well, if you're not jacked in, you're not alive, so. <laughs> <laughs> so true. All yeah, right. I forgot. Well, let's go ahead and uh, discuss our Xanders of the episode. Oh, well, my Xander is Xander. Because <laughs> he sucked. Both literally and figuratively. I mean, I guess I'll give mine to Xander, too. I don't really feel that strongly about it, but I don't feel like anyone else deserves it any more I, than he does. I also am giving it to Xander just because of how like he tried really hard to like blow off the fact that he hurt Cordelia and was like way more interested in... like saving face when she was laughing with the guys of the bronze and like Buffy and Willow had to be like, no, you right. messed up here. <laughs> Let her have this. He was only in the episode for like five minutes and still managed to fuck up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's par for course for sure. Yeah, I think Xander Xander is the Xander for sure. So then who was your Herbert? I'm going to go with Cordelia. She, even though she sort of caused the whole thing, it wasn't on purpose. That was that was on Yonka. She was, she was the victim of a predatory creature. Yes. And also, as soon as she woke up from having passed out, she was like, here is all the important information with without which you could not save the day before she dies. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> she, she has the wherewithal to be like, hey, here's what's going on. We have to fix it right now. True. Although if you uh, classify the Herbert as things that are in cages, it would be uh, Angel or one of the <laughs> Well, our Herbert <laughs> is just our favorite character or character we think did the best, not necessarily the caged yeah. person. <laughs> Mine is Oz for his conversation with Willow about her making mm -hmm. the breakup about her. Mine is also Oz. I wrote, Willow tries to confront Oz. Oz is my favorite <laughs> for that scene. So, Yeah, he does have kind of the best uh, emotional maturity in this episode out of anybody. Right. He always <laughs> does, yeah, I, I feel. Say, he really has the best emotional maturity in this show. <laughs> like next level emotional maturity. Yeah. All right, Zach, who's your Herbert? Oh, sorry. Mine is Oz, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd make that clear. Wow, no love for the dead girl. Well. For... <laughs> Cordelia, kidding. you gave her yeah, some love. I, yeah, no, I do enjoy Cordelia. She's, but she's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. My runner-up was I actually did. Evil Willow. <laughs> <laughs> right, she is very exciting. Mm -hmm. She was fun. Uh, yeah, she is. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I keep thinking. I'm like, I'm trying to say things in a ways that aren't spoilery. Don't do this, Zach. Really, there's not. <laughs> just don't try. That's why I, hey, I just did that, didn't I? Well, in order to prevent Zach from saying things he shouldn't, let's move on to analysis. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write anything down, but I think the obvious one is be careful what you wish for. Absolutely. Well, the, and there's also the whole, like, showing how, you know, Buffy really kind of needed to be here specifically. And the importance of leaning on friendship and like how that makes you stronger. And having a watcher who isn't a huge butt face. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, that was something I meant to bring up. Like I think this this episode really shows how Giles was the perfect watcher for Buffy. Yeah, that's for true. Yeah, there is this whole teaching thing of like some teachers are go into it and they're like, I will make the students adapt to how I teach. Yes. And there are some teachers who I would argue are better teachers that are like, I'm going to see what works best with this student and I will do that with them. Yeah. 
That's Giles. Yeah. Definitely. Um, for me, I think the message was more about um, accepting the past because you can't change it and uh, yeah. not running from it, but learning to accept what's happened and grow past it. Because especially for me, like the whole thing was Cordelia was wishing, you know, this had all never happened. So she wasn't feeling the hurt she was feeling. And everything is so inevitable that even in an alternate reality that she wished to get away from, literally Willow and Xander together killed her. Yeah. Causing her the same pain, but worse. Like it even like the way they did it at the same time on opposite sides of her, like looked like they could have been kissing if she wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. I also think this episode is a huge, like butterfly effect style episode of it is. Oh sure. Yeah. If Buffy hadn't come, you wouldn't have looked twice at Xander and Willow, but you also aren't thinking about all of the good things that happened when Buffy showed up. Exactly. So, also, I mean, we we didn't even discuss this, but she theoretically may have even been uh, headless, uh, thanks to uh, the uh, Frankenstein kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, she also would have gotten taken out by the invisible girl. Right, Marjorie. Or uh, when she went, she might have stayed blind after uh, Amy by bought, a or Amy's mom blinded her. Yeah. That's yeah. It sort too. of like. I guess it wouldn't have been very cool if, like, she was like, I wish Buffy had never been born. And then it goes, and then it's just Cordelia's grave. She's just dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have been less exciting, I guess. I feel like none of those things happened because the master breaking free, like, caused it where cheerleading got canceled. Right. You true, know, true. Yeah. The oh, yeah. invisible girl probably got killed by a vampire. Or at least had worse things to worry about than Cordelia. Yeah. You know. Right. She ran off to go be in the faculty. I just, uh, it just occurred to me that in the last episode, there was like the whole fake out funeral where it's like, oh no, Cordelia died when that happened. Oh, but yeah. then she didn't actually die. <laughs> right. But then the very next episode, she literally dies. That's yeah. true. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, very good. It was a pretty good episode, I feel like. It was. So. The wish is solid. It's a solid one. Season three is solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Do we have anything else on that, or do we want to move on to final thoughts? Does I, anyone have final thoughts? I don't really have any final thoughts. My I, final thought is, screw you, Xander. <laughs> I don't know that Cordelia. that's your final thought on that, Kyle. <laughs> like, that's a recurring <laughs> yeah. thought. <laughs> you know what? I think You're right. I think my final thought is piggybacking off uh, Stosh's analysis. Uh, when you have emotional pain, you need to deal with it because otherwise you'll make it monumentally worse. And also blame the person actually responsible and not his friend. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Very yeah. true. Yeah, just like feel it. You know, I think that Cordelia is also ignoring the fact that she became a much stronger person through her relationship with Xander. Yeah. yeah. So just feel that right. hurt and let it make you grow even more as a person exactly all right well i guess it's time to reveal the answers to our thurs debate Mm. from band candy so just as a reminder our band candy thurs debate was did buffy lie to angel about scott hope Ooh, i i answered this one i think she lied by omission yes we've got 50 percent voted yes and omission is a lie 33 mm-hmm. percent said no it's none of his business 
<laughs> and 17% said, no, omissions aren't lies. It's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, you know, maybe it's not really that much of his business, but it is still a lie. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he yeah, technically good. shouldn't have asked her, but she could have been like, that's none of your business. Instead, she was like, Scott's fine. Don't worry about it. But and then, like, the next episode or whenever, they start kissing. So, like, I feel like he should have been like, what about Scott? Yeah. <laughs> right. What's the deal with Scott? Him and his Buster Keaton. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Live emission. Well, did we get any emails or listener messages? I think we actually got a couple of Facebook comments from Jasmine. We didn't get any new emails or Instagram messages, but Jasmine has been going through... She commented on Dead Man's Party, uh, and she says, Xander at Giles' apartment, he's starting his catty comments, just like when he said sassy mean things to Buffy in the library about Angel and Becoming. He does this a few times, and it gets progressively worse. He goes hard at Buffy all the time, and I think it has to do with her rejection of him and choosing to be with a vampire. He cares for her, but really gets ham on her whenever he gets the chance. Snyder not being afraid of the mayor is because they are reminding us that they work together. The connection to the mayor has already been mentioned in an earlier episode. I want to say school hard after everything happened, but I can't remember. It was school hard. I feel Mm. all of her friends are angry that she left, and I get that. They were all reacting pretty passive-aggressively. They should have talked to her because they do not know what she went through with Angel and her mom. If If they did, they might understand. Well, not Xander. (laughs) <laughs> i'm pretty sure the snyder all the snyder snyder also mentions the mayor in becoming yeah he's like get the mayor's office on the line or something mm-hmm. like that. he's yeah. like i finally tell the buffy. mayor she's not a problem anymore or something like that yes and we've already seen xander get progressively worse in revelations yeah. oh yeah for sure i mean i i, I hardcore agree uh, with the comment about xander being like such a shit to her because of her rejection of him i absolutely think that's why he anytime there's something to like criticize about her relationship for him he always goes to like one million miles an hour yes instantly she says a lot more and i just recommend that if people are interested they should just go to our facebook and read some of her comments but she also wrote cordy tries buffy shut up let her wear your shoes (laughs) (laughs) which i really liked but jasmine's Uh, is still catching up and we love seeing her comments and no one else sent us any messages so that's okay if you would like to be like jasmine you can get a hold of us on twitter instagram or facebook at jim canceled pod or you can email us at jim's canceled pod at gmail.com zach and kyle do you have anything you would like to plug Yes, we are Buffy Gaze on all your podcast platforms. You can also catch up with us through Instagram or TikTok, if I ever update TikTok again after the past (laughs) several weeks, uh, at Buffy Gaze Pod. I tried to get TikTok for us, and I did a terrible job. So I think we're technically still on TikTok, but (laughs) no one's monitoring it. Still need to have like we still need to come up with like a refillable thing that we can do like that we can like right. I'm allergic reload. to doing things, so I haven't made one in a while. But I do make them. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are really good at yours. I love. I remember when I was on TikTok, really enjoying like watching your videos and stuff. Thanks. I really, I'm really behind on my uh, ranking the gayest villains of the seasons oh because gosh. I only 
season one and we're almost done with season four right now. <laughs> season one but was yeah, great no- though. You need to do one for season two and three for I sure. I agree. I really did like your those condensed analyses things that you did. That was uh-huh. fun. You know, sometimes sometimes it's hard to sit down for two minutes to do something. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> Jess, do you have anything you'd like to plug or where people can reach you? Uh, well, you guys can reach me on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook because I am the one who will answer your emails and messages. Or you can find me on Instagram at tiaras.and.books where I talk about all things bookish. Stosh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Nisnaur, N-I-S-S-N-A-U-R. And our next episode is Season 3, Episode 10, Amends. Stosh, you have any prediction? Maybe people are going to start making some amends. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, uh, this episode was very divisive for the two of us. Oh, Amends? Yeah. Yes, which was very interesting to me. So I'm excited to hear you guys talk about it. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I'm excited to see it now. (laughs) It'll be an interesting episode. I have quite a few things I'm eager to talk about with that episode. So we will discuss them next time. And until then, stay sunny, Slayers.